Yeah. 908. LA time. Back in the lab and shit. My wife said. I can't say no to nobody And at this rate we gon' both die broke Got friends that ask me for money knowing I'm in debt And like my wife said I still didn't say no People tryna say I'm going crazy on Twitter My friend's best advice was to stay low I guess it's hard to decipher all of the bills Especially when you got family members on payroll Alright, here we go um, We're back, Morse Code Podcast the Morse Code Podcast, episode 86. Mm-hmm. 86 Celtics. I was going to say, it was a good year for everyone involved on this show. <laughs> you and I specifically. Yeah. Big year for me. Um, I, sh- I wasn't born. I know you were. But um, 86 was a great year. <laughs> yeah. uh, I saw this as well. It's five-year anniversary of Life of Pablo. Album by Kanye West. Yeah. Co-produced by Pablo Escobar. (laughs) Um, I I didn't look that part up. I just always assumed. I thought it was brought to you by the uh, same producers as the Game of Life, the board game. That's Milton Bradley, I'm pretty sure. Uh Not to be confused with the baseball player, Milton Bradley. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pablo uh, Pablo Escobar. Life of Pablo is a good album. I'm, I thought it was actually older than five years. That was a little surprising to me. But um, I think that is like in retrospect, I've, now that I think back to it and I was listening to it earlier today, I think that's a, that's a good album. It has more good. It has more songs I like than I don't like. And that's kind of yeah. like the benchmark for me, what I consider a, a worthwhile album. Yep. Yeah. Hell of a concert uh, too. Great concert. Great experience overall <laughs> for our, Real deep dive fans who've been following us for quite some time. That was the concert we've probably mentioned a few times. Where Can Sophie, you just tell your version of the story quickly? I won't interject at all. Yeah, very. Well, I'm just gonna tell tell the listeners what happened. Oh yeah, that's true. We were, we were at a bar <laughs> prior to the Life of Pablo concert uh, in Boston. It was in the summer, I think it was in August. Um, which again, seriously, it was a great concert. And um, shout out to Jed. Thing, yeah. Oh, great call. Shout out to good friend of the program, Jad Namani, hooked us up with tickets to that concert. That um, we uh, supposedly won, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll t- All right. Here we go. So <laughs> you, oh, that's right. You weren't there that night. So this is a pretty good story. So Jad Namani, who's been on our show multiple times, local listeners obviously know who he is since he's a local legend. This was when we all lived back in Dover, New Hampshire. Jad would host... I don't know if this was like trivia or he was just DJing at a local, a local watering hole we used to frequently attend. And Jad worked in the radio industry and would often have tickets to these shows. Um, and he's like, yo, I got two tickets to Pablo. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, can I have some? And he's like, well, I'm actually raffling them off tonight. I'm like, all right, whatever. So the night led on one thing to another, had a few drinks, great time. Eventually it came down to like a dance contest, I think. Um, and I think it was like a Backstreet Boys or Sync was the song. And I was like, all right, bro, like this is how I need to get these tickets. I need to get these tickets. So I got into a dance off with someone else. I, I don't think I, I actually don't think I won. But then I would just like kind of pleaded with Jad for the tickets. Uh, he ended up giving them to me. I invited you. And uh, that brought us to the concert. But the story I was alluding to that I'm pretty sure we've mentioned on the show uh, if not, we mentioned on the old show um, 
we were at a uh i think we we're at hurricane o'reilly's right yep okay seven a few drinks before the show like it always does i also remember that show was very postponed like hour by hour it kept getting pushed back and back and back which probably didn't help this the scenario <laughs> now that i think about it was that also the the instance where we had the bartender who looked a lot like tka or am i thinking of another instance that might have been jay-z where we also went to Hurricane O'Reilly's with yeah, Ari okay. and some other friends. Uh, one or the other. There, There is a bartender who at a time worked at Hurricane O'Reilly's who looks very much like um, recent friend of the program, uh, Mark TKA, who you could also make the argument looks like The weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, worked there as well. So I guess he just must have a familiar face. But anyway, that, that Pablo concert, that was when um soapy ended up having a little too much to drink had to puke to the only reasonable thing spewed in his beer went to the bathroom oh no my bad it was um yeah that's what happened right pretty much yeah okay and then uh i mistakenly grabbed the wrong can happens all the time had a sip immediately realized i'm not drinking a delicious miller light i'm drinking uh pre-app puke mixed with miller light <laughs> spit it out and then um all things considered was a really great concert probably the best concert i've been to in recent time that was 2016 right yeah i think so that makes sense this was the five-year anniversary then yes yeah okay i think if it came out in february it's probably that summer was the tour yes it's exactly what happened yeah that was interesting i remember being gone in the uh the men's room for a while yep what felt what felt like five minutes to me, I came back out and you're like, yeah, I was like 15, 20 minutes. Like, where the fuck were you? <laughs> and that's when it hit me. Then I was like, ah, gotcha. This makes started, more sense. <laughs> started here, finished there. Um, Nothing was the same. Shout out Drake. Nothing was the same since. Mm, but anyway, there's salsa in this one. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a different one. That was a different one. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so shout out that album. That was like, I was thinking today, that's like, um, it's a good album, but it's like, that was, I think it was right when, how, how do I want to word this? I think it would have been better appreciated if it was like, if it was like dropout, late registration, graduation, and then Life of Pablo. Because so I think it was kind of mixed in where he was going a little off the, off the reservation. Yeah, I'm looking up the, um, the, the I think Jesus right was now. prior to that, right? Yep. And I think Jesus is where a lot of people cut a hard, hard line in the sand yeah because that was 13 yeah okay um i got it right here just looking to earlier opens up with ultra beam light pretty good father stretched my hands is i think an all-time part two is slept on famous is an all-time um real friends is great wolves is great no more parties in la is great uh facts is great fade is great saint pablo is phenomenal um and then there's a couple other like interludes and stuff, but like I said, it's a good, I, I think at this point, a good benchmark is if you like the majority of the songs on the album, you don't have to skip them. Why wouldn't you consider that a good album? Yeah. Cause there's plenty of stuff that comes out now where it's like, wow, this stinks, but there's a couple of good songs off of it. Yeah. I'm looking here and just like doing a quick scan. There's um, there's not too many that I, I would skip over. Like if no, you force me to listen, so would I enjoy it? Like, I liked right. Waves, actually. Yeah, Waves is good. Throughout, like if you if you played this from beginning to end and I wasn't able to skip, I'd be fine with that. Definitely worse worse options. I thought the beat in Wolves was really good. Especially there's like 
I feel like there's two or three different sections of that song almost. Yeah. Uh, like where the beat goes in and out. Yeah, that was really mm-hmm. good. Very good song. Uh, real Friends oh, is Facts. Really good. Facts. Yeah, is Real Friends great. is really good. Real Friends is a good song. Sick beat. No More Parties in LA is, is very good. Uh, and I think we named all the other ones. Famous. I, like I said, Father Stretch My Hands and Famous, I think are like up there in the all-time Kanye songs. They just happen to be on this album. Yeah, and then like, they, like I don't expect this. I don't expect him to release a song that good and ever again. No, at this point, obviously, those two get yeah, used so much true. in commercials and memes and shit. Father, or so father, hands, stretch my hands. It, I like him though. Like we yep. talked about this before, like the basketball memes. You time it up right; those are great. Yep, those are great. Um, it's Valentine's Day. It sure is. Saint Valentine himself. Couldn't get him on the show, so we did the next best thing. Good, which is I saw his his cameo rate is quite high. I can't afford it, and if I can't afford it, God knows you can't afford it. So just us. Really weird. Um, it's uh, part of me doesn't like that cameo exists because uh, cameo like, is wild. Some of the people that I would want to talk to and would love to have on this show, yeah, they they would just like refer you to their cameo. Because for instance, I looked up um, who was it. Walter McCarty. And mm. it was weird. He He's has two rates. Yeah. Everybody's on cameo. He has two rates. And it says like $14.99 for a DM. So I don't know mm. what the hell that means. And then $229.99 for That's basically high. like a fill in the blank. Uh, but yeah, I've seen other high. athletes who who do it and say, you know, if you want me to come on your podcast, do an interview with you. It'd be one forty nine ninety nine. I'm like, no, I'm good. And let's let's say this for the record, hand to God, we have not paid for anyone on our show, never, ever. Swear to God. And there, and I say this all the time. We've had close personal friends of the program come on here who are on cameo. Scott, oh, Hansen, that's true. Um, who else? Yeah, Scott Hanson. You know, other guys where it's like, I almost feel bad. It's like, ooh. Who was the second one you said? I thought I, I thought Dean Blandino. No, Dean. Was he yep. Uh, Maz is um, gotta be more. Maz is on cameo. Yep, absolutely. Felger doesn't understand what cameo is, so he's yeah. certainly not on there. But yeah, cameo is very strange. It, 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 I now that I think about it, it really is like the ultimate side hustle for any. Well, it's tough. I, I was gonna say washed up celebrity, but those guys we just named certainly aren't washed up celebrities. But there's plenty of washed up celebrities on cameo. It's, it's the new driving Uber. Seriously. <laughs> It's like you could be sitting in your living room and get a request and I could make anywhere from 30 to a thousand dollars just for recording a quick video. Why wouldn't you want to do that? But there's some people who bother. And I've I've tweeted this before. There's some people who I don't get. Tyreek Hill is, is on cameo for a thousand bucks. I don't know why. I don't know why. And it's like, could go a couple ways here. It's like, Hey, does Tyreek Hill really need this extra money? And B, it's like you're Tyreek Hill. Like, why don't you just can like why don't you just give it to charity or like do this stuff here and there for free? Or yeah, like is that part of like your financial plan? Like every year, like your cameo revenue? <laughs> yeah, that's that's bizarre. We should um, go on cameo. We're huh? throwing away way too much free content. We should go on cameo. We should. I wish someone a happy birthday for a dollar. <laughs> I would do it for a dollar. <laughs> um what was i gonna say oh valentine's day how was your valentine's day weekend day uh it was fine i i actually went to a birthday um i guess brunch oh boy 
Yeah. But that was, that's kind of besides the point. Um, okay. You had something wanna... you wanted to talk about. Yeah. I'll let you handle Valentine's Day since you're the, you know, romantic one in the relationship, in the partnership. Yes. The Bachelor. Um, yeah. This was 2000, I want to say it was 2015 or 16. So mm-hmm. sometime around the life of Pablo. <laughs> uh, there. So I used to work Very at nice. a retail cell phone store and I told this on the previous show also. So we're just going to retell. Well, let's this. just say this. We're getting into where we we're talking bad dates, right? Yes. Okay. I haven't had one, so I'll let you go right ahead. Oh, batting a thousand. Uh, yeah, I certainly yeah. am not batting a thousand. So <laughs> at the time I worked at a cell phone store and uh, in the same plaza, there's a Starbucks. And I used to go there all the time, not to get coffee, but like I, I would go get shit for other people just like looking for like time to get out of the store. <laughs> But anyways, um, there was a employee who I was like, yeah, res- <laughs> to, deal, to steal Tyler's words, a respectable lady. Mm-hmm. And like after a co-worker a while, of yours, huh? A, a colleague of yours. No, someone who worked at the Starbucks. Oh, my bad. OK, go ahead. Yeah, I genuinely I don't remember the story at all. So go ahead. So, yeah, I, I saw her a couple times. And I think after a while, she just knew that I was a regular. And then eventually she started coming into my store which is actually kind of funny to be a regular at a cell phone to store. buy coffee <laughs> huh just get her morning cell phone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> espresso uh, don't, don't talk to me till i've had my cell phone <laughs> okay all right yeah i'd like a tall uh iphone 12 please a grande android um so yeah she comes over and eventually like we started chatting and i figured like mm. take the hint so well at a number serious question what what is the justification for coming into a cell phone store more than like once or twice so she had an issue with her with her phone and it just like kept happening but i I honestly don't think it was more than two or three times that she came in. okay okay but she asked for you specifically um either she she did recognized you from going to starbucks yeah and, okay. and so she would like start talking to me, even if I was helping someone else. That's great. Very rude. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, exchange numbers. Uh, and uh-huh. then she asked me if I wanted to go to dinner and I went to, mm-hmm. where was it? Um, was it the copper door? It was either the copper door or a equally like kind of bougie place, but whatever. It's not like super expensive, anything like that. But anyways, before the dinner it was the day of and like we were supposed to meet at six or seven she calls me around five um probably just making sure that i wasn't gonna bail and then she goes should i bring my purse no should i bring my wallet and i was Mm -hmm. like what What?" (laughs) and i just said i said no because no what else was i supposed to say yeah well were you were you planning on not paying no, I was planning on paying. It's just a weird, it's a weird question. Yeah, I agree. I, it's it's weird to put it out there. Yeah, especially like when I know that that's. But the it's first also thing a fair question. Your mind. Yeah, I think it's fair too. I mean, I don't know if we have any female listeners who are still sticking around to listen to us. Um, if so, it is interesting because it's like, I mean, I would at least bring it. But I think nowadays, when I say nowadays, I mean I don't know five years ago. I would, if I was a, if I was a, as a man, I go into a first date planning on paying. 
I don't yeah. know if it's reciprocal. Women or the other party um, assume they're not paying. So that's actually interesting. But I, I would assume I, I would assume the guy, the person who invited me on the date was paying. Yeah, I, I assume the same. It was just yeah. uh, that was just crazy, like etiquette to to ask yeah. me the first thing, like, "Hey, I'm about to leave my house. I got everything ready." It's like, probably like a test. I can just leave my wallet at home, right? Like, I'm not. It might be a it. test. <laughs> you know, like if you said, "Like, yeah, bring it." Like, we'll split the check. She probably would have been like, "Nah, something suddenly came up. Can't make it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I would have been like uh, the Rock and and just bring it. <laughs> when in doubt. <laughs> Just bring it. (laughs) (laughs) If like we had like gifts and memes back then, that'd have been the perfect response. Oh yeah. (laughs) She would have hit me with that. Or no, I would have had to hit her with that. Yeah, that's what I mean. When in doubt, baby. Just bring it. (laughs) So what did you say? So I I said yes. Um, I think I may have Jesus. Wait. You told her to bring her wallet. No, 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 no. I said no. I said no. Okay. Um yeah uh, i said no and oh yeah i mean if you listen to the the barber and the other story the yeah, 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 Kirby story yeah good. i said no okay so we go i pick her up um and well real quick sorry real quick sorry it's it's not really should i bring my wallet it's like should i bring my credit card because you're gonna yeah. you're not gonna leave everything at home you're not gonna leave your id at home right yeah so it's just it was, should i bring any She's currency you out yeah, yeah. Should I bring cash? What are we looking at here? Um, do I need ahead. my Bitcoin or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're planning on paying. Stonks. Yeah. <laughs> Should I keep my Robinhood account open? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, I got to reset my password. Do I, should I do that now? <laughs> or is so this going to be there. like a thing? <laughs> the food The food was awful. Um, Where'd you go? Also, I don't think it was the copper door. It was another. Oh, that's what it was. It was Murphy's. Sorry, Murphy's. If you in Manchester, they had they opened up a new location in Bedford, uh, in okay. this huge like farmhouse, and and at the time it was brand new. So like I think a lot of yeah. people want to go there. Whatever. Okay. So yeah, the food was just. I remember I got something that was. It was mainly chicken breast, and I don't know what else was with it, and it was the plainest thing that I ever had. But mm-hmm. I don't like to. I'm not going to complain to like a wait staff or whatever. I just right. deal with it and right. I'll get food again later. Yeah. And uh, she looks at me and she's like, Oh, I, like, how do you like, how do you like your food? And I was like, eh, it's okay. It's kind of plain. And she goes, Oh really? It's like, yeah, but not a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'll deal with it. And she goes, Oh, I would definitely say something. And I was like, no, Ooh. no, I'm good. Like this, <laughs> I never do that. So we're, we're fine. And uh, the waitress comes around to, just ask how everything is or whatever. And this girl who's, I don't know, like a little shorter than me looks, uh, looks a little more like, I guess on the timid side, she was like, yeah, my food's good, but he doesn't really like his. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like right under the bus. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for making this awkward. And I'm like, Oh yeah. It's just, it was a little plain, but it's fine. Uh, and mm. my date was like, no, no. He, he says that it's it's like pretty bland. Um, so is, is there anything that you guys can do about this? I'm like, dude, wow. thanks. <laughs> what yeah, thanks nightmare. for like really putting me out there. No um, kidding. So, yeah. And then uh, uh, I think it pretty much 
the rest of the night was fine. I'm trying to remember, like, did they comp my food? They may have strange on a first date. Yeah, first like, time you guys hung out together, like outside of Starbucks or Verizon. Yeah, you don't need to fucking step in for me. Very for very ah, boy. I don't know. I think that initial question might have set the tone about like, do I bring my wallet? She seems like a she likes to be on the forefront of the action. Yeah, take control type of person. Take control. Yep. Mine's yeah. fine. <sighs> Buddy to my right didn't care for the chicken. <laughs> yeah, Sophie, my, yeah, mine was great. You... <laughs> <laughs> mine was great. You see how much chicken is left on his fucking plate, though? Man. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it was good. So Sophie, awkward. tell them what t- tell them what you just told me. <laughs> <laughs> don't hold back. Say oh, how you really man, feel. that's uncomfortable. I'm the same way, bro. I just don't see. I, I know how to pick my battles. It's not worth it. Like, if I really want to control it, I just won't ever come back there again and order yeah, the same It's meal. not the fucking wait staff's fault. What's the benefit? And I'm not going to make almost, them feel bad about it. it. It's like arguing a call, like, with the umpire. They're not going to just change it to a strike. So what's the point? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There tough, were, uh, tough look. There so were anyway, also... you guys have been going, like, five years strong at this point. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> no, I did, I did recently see a, on Facebook that she's happily impregnated. Um, oh, boy. So by that waiter? No way. <laughs> well, it was a waitress, but it is now 2021. Ooh, even, so even spicier. <laughs> who the hell knows? <laughs> well, in vitro fertilization. Okay, cool. This is a big IVF podcast. Big pro IVF podcast. <laughs> Wowzers. What a what a full circle. Really quick, there were two other questions that I just remembered that I was asked over text message um, in the days leading up. Go ahead. One was something like uh and i was let's see how old was i at the time 27 so that's not too young um yeah but but still uh she asked me like when i would consider having kids like not necessarily with her (laughs) but but just in my life and she also asked me what my goals were this (laughs) is way better than the initial story (laughs) how many kids do you want prior to the first date no, no, it no. it was Red more flag. it was more something Welcome like Russia. when do I see Red them flag. in my future? And I was like, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. Can I fix your fucking phone or what? Is seven o'clock still good or what? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's then, wild. That's a big one. And then what was the other? Me thing? and my wife didn't talk about that till like the, the night day of the birth. Conceiving Carter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a big one. That's a big one. What was the other one? Your goals? Yeah, basically, like where. It was almost like an interview. It was like uh, I would have responded. I would have responded with a link to my LinkedIn profile. Yeah, like here you go. See here. I don't know. Knock yourself. This should answer all your questions. Yikes! The other thing was uh, what was the other thing? Oh, it was after the date. It was after the date when clearly, like, here we go. My mood had soured, uh, and I just, Mm. I just dropped her off. Or did she meet at my house? Oh no no! We both met at the restaurant, so okay, I didn't nice. have to drive her anywhere. Easy exit. Just like I gave her a polite little hug. Mm-hmm. That was it, uh, and that was the last I ever saw of her. But I remember, like the night after the later that night, she's like, "Yeah, I had a lot of fun." Like I was wondering why you didn't kiss me, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know." Like I was kind of, I was a little nervous, and I give was, you a couple I was scared that you didn't want to. And nice. and really, she was, and obviously, really, I was like, no, I wasn't scared. I didn't fucking want to. <laughs> nice 
Good so. for you, man. Yeah. So that is tough though. When like you court someone from like a, a mutual place you go to all the time. So did you just stop going to Starbucks? Yes. That's ah, tough. <laughs> it's tough. Even, even, even more of a challenge when you meet someone at a place you really like, that's a big commitment. Yeah. Luckily. Yeah. Like I said, I don't drink. Luckily coffee. there's Starbucks is all over the place yes. and you don't drink coffee. So that's a, that's an easy one. That's an easy exit <laughs> strategy. <laughs> I don't know if she um, needed any more help with her phone, but hopefully she found a different store. Hopefully. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I know it's like a popular time to for podcasts and shows to talk about bad dates and, and Valentine's day stories and stuff. I don't know. I don't really have any. I mean, our followers, like this is going to come hard to believe, but I, I've really been on that many dates. I've really, you know, been around Same. the block too many times. So I've been happily with my current wife, my first wife for the past almost 10 years. So I don't know. I have heard some good ones. Shout out. We got some close personal friends like, like Hurricane and Scoob and those guys and nothing like that. Yeah. Sue's. Yeah, that's a great story, <laughs> dude. Very, I will say that is one of the, probably the more awkward parts of a date date. Cause like, I, I don't know. Again, it's been a while, but I feel like people don't really date anymore. Like you just eventually you talk and then you eventually just hang out. So yeah. the first time you actually go somewhere when like a bill is involved, that can get uncomfortable. But yeah. I just think the easy fix is just pay for it. That solves everything. It becomes yeah. uncomfortable when there's any sort of hesitation whatsoever as far as splitting a bill or anything like that. So it's in, it's in typically it's in the, the guy's control to just pay for it. Cause that's at the end of the day, what's expect, not expected, but that's an easy fix. Yeah. It gets I, weird when it just sits there and you're like, Oh, I don't know. You want to split it? You want to break up the items? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. So, so you had the Coke and the uh, chicken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Garcon, we, we got a little itemization to do here. <laughs> Yeah, you put yeah, this in order of everything that she had first, right? Yeah, there should be That's two of these, no? Two people, one bill. I don't I don't follow <laughs> what's going on here. <laughs> I don't know what you think this is. But yeah, all right, good story. I don't remember that at all. That was from the old show? You mentioned that story? Yeah. I, I um, remember that. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Sweet memories of years past. Speaking of relationships and sports, ah, let, God damn it, let's touch on this first. Um, I mentioned this last time. We should we should we should touch on the Celtics. We are Celtics fans. Um, huh, unfortunately, there's not much to talk about. This weekend really stunk. Friday night loss at home to the Pistons. Trek on down to the Capitol and get smoke showed by the Wizards today. Not yeah. great. Um, anything good you want to take out of this, or anything worth even talking about? Jalen looked pretty good. I don't know. the The box score was interesting to look at because it it was box score it, stinks. I'm gonna pull it up right now. It was roughly Jalen twenty five, Kemba twenty one to twenty five, something like that. And then everyone, and else, everyone else. I saw Aaron Neesmith played twenty nine minutes and scored five points. And I don't think he looked too hot on like defense or Ooh. actually offense either. Clearly, buddy. Um... Tatum didn't pay, didn't play that many fewer minutes. Uh, Tatum played 23 minutes and that's six points. Shot an astounding three of 14 from the field. Did have eight boards. Great. All right. Cleaning up. Uh, 
Well, Semi played 31 minutes. Let me guess. His production was extremely high. If I know anything about Semi. He had three points. He, right. he pulled the only kill Harry. More fouls than points. Four fouls, He's, three points. Couple did you say he played 30 minutes? 31 minutes. Started. That's not bad. That's a point every 10 minutes. That's not bad at all. Yeah. And then and then a minute to like breathe and like catch up. Yep. One for six from three. Oh, this can't be right. Now that I'm like rewatching the game in my head, this sounds exactly right. Semi went one for six from three. Ironically enough, went one for six from the field. So uh, perimeter semi today. Yeah. Somehow got two rebounds. I'm sure he was just standing in the corner all the game because that's where he is. Yeah, well, he, he pretty much did. God, that's a lot of minutes. God, he played more minutes than anyone. And, and you're right, Kemba had a good game, but I said this earlier today. It's like Kemba, Kemba pisses me off because he will only have a good game when everyone else thinks, like the Lakers game. Yeah. Like um, there's another one on that West Coast trip where it's like he has these terrible stat lines and we lose by three, or we get killed by a terrible team and Kemba has, like I said, 25 points and a, and a pretty efficient night. That's super frustrating. Tatum, Tatum had some foul trouble. I'll give him that, whatever. Six points isn't a great look anytime. Um, but still, it's like this, this is not, not, not good production. The bench stinks. There's so many people on the bench who scored less than five points. Everyone did, actually. Except Aaron Neesmith scored five. Rob Williams, big shot Rob, got five. Peyton Pritchard had four, 0 for 3 from three. Carson Edwards hit a three. Jeff Teague didn't even fucking play. Coach's decision. That's not great. That was a great offseason move. And then the only, the only other thing I'll say is Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson's driving me absolutely bonkers because I think he had a pretty good – West Coast trip, those five games, which we can talk about real quick, but I'm just I'm just not seeing it. Like I, he had eight eight rebounds and two points doesn't make doesn't make sense because I saw at least two or three offensive rebounds, and this has been happening for quite a while. Where he 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 makes a good effort to get an offensive rebound, and he's right there, and just couldn't miss more on on a putback or something. And it's like if that's the case, what's the point of the offensive rebound? You might as well just not get it. And then just get back on defense. Yeah, just and run back on defense, Tristan. Yeah, it's like I've seen on Twitter way too many times. Anytime Miles Turner is brought up, the defense is, well, look how Tri- we got Tristan way cheaper and look how he's playing. Okay, yes, way cheaper. But to your point, look how he's playing. <laughs> like just, you can't have both. And again, I don't think if we got Miles Turner, it'd be, you know, we'd be the first place in the East, but. Three blocks a game, I would take. I think that'd be pretty, pretty chill. And someone who's, I don't know, inept on offense would be nice in the block. It's yeah, just like so- if you're a center who doesn't shoot threes, it's like it, it's just like the narrative is you stink. That's not true. Like they're rare, but there are still centers in the NBA. Yeah, there's like three of them, but they're still there. <laughs> Interesting. Funny not how one of them. people are like, yeah, we got him for. 30% of the cost and only 5% of the production. Well, what more do you want? <laughs> That's just good economics. What else <laughs> do you want? We're almost actually Christ. They're not almost, they are 500 13 and 13. 
they lost to a they lost great. to a six win team on Friday and lost to a six win six win team today. Not great at all. And here's the other narrative all over Twitter is Marcus Smart. I like Marcus Smart, but Marcus Smart doesn't make up for a 25 point deficit in the third quarter to the Nets or to the Wizards rather. <laughs> yeah. If he did, he wouldn't be Marcus Smart. He would be someone much better. Mm-hmm. But uh, nonetheless, I don't know. Great win Friday or whenever it was against the Raptors. I don't know. That was promising coming off of that West coast road trip and that West coast road trip kind of pissed me off too. Cause it's like, I said sarcastically on the show going into it, I wouldn't, I could see them going zero and five, but if they were to go two and three, I didn't see those wins coming against the Clippers and um, the Warriors. Yeah. They lost to the Kings and, and shout out. I saw um good, good follow the program. Uh, Sean Conrad out West. Who's a Kings fan. I put on the poll, like, what do you, what, what do you want to talk about? What are your surprises? He's like, well, why don't you talk about the Kings and De'Aaron Fox? No problem. Kings have been playing pretty good. <laughs> they beat the Celtics. I think they won like eight in a row or like seven of eight or something. Um, I think Tyler mentioned this on one of the fun reports too. He was talking about his baby boy, De'Aaron Fox, who's been playing oh, yeah. well. I think he's a fourth, he's up there in the fourth quarter scoring. And then uh, Halliburton too is playing like rookie of the year right now. I think actually... I pulled this up earlier. Let me find it real quick. I think he is leading um, three-point field goal percentage among point guards. Bear with me one second. He is quite good. I do like him. I'll yeah. put this hot take out there. He's out playing Aaron Neesmith. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I um, I think I know where I stand in, in terms of the Halliburton versus Neesmith debate. It's back and forth, but right now it's like 50.1 to 49.9. Yeah, it's Albert. it's the one that's all the rage on the internet. Three-point percentage, point guards. Tyrese Halliburton, number one, shooting 45% from three. Ooh, guess who's second, though? This is for rookies, right? Nope. Point guards, three-point field goal percentage. Oh, I know. Halliburton's 44.9. <laughs> I think I have a pretty good guess. Is it Pritchard? Yep. 44.8. Yeah. Guess who's third? Some would argue this is good company. Steph? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Sexton. Patrick Beverly is fifth. 41.7. What? He must he must he must have shot. Let me see attempts here. Oh, good God. Three-point attempts. Yeah, he shoots four a game. Uh, here's the outlier. Let's Percentage is one thing. Let's look at attempts. I'm going to read them off. You tell me who's who. 5, 5.1, 3.5, 11.5, 3.6, 1.7. Who do you think is the high and the low out of those guys I just mentioned? Hmm. This, is a, this is a crazy guess. I'm going to say the 11 whatever was Steph. Correct. <laughs> and then what was the lowest number? Um, was it one something? Oh, my bad. That was made. It's 4.0 was, was Beverly. Oh, okay. Um, 1.7 made. Sexton is the lowest 3. Point. No, excuse me. Pritchard is the lowest 3.5. So whatever. So if, if Pritchard goes one for five every night, he's, he's right there. But no, nah, man, the, King, the Kings are a fun team. I think we talked about them before. Um, ironically, wearing a Kings hat tonight. But Kings are a fun team. But here's the other weird thing I saw. They did go on a pretty good run. Like I said, it was like seven in a row or seven of eight, eight and nine, something. 
and they're still not in the playoff <laughs> seating in the West. I think they're like ninth or 10th. So either that says how good the West is or how really poor the Kings were before that. But, but I'm a man of the people. If, if our listeners want me to talk about the Kings, we'll talk about the Kings. We just did. And Darren Fox is pretty good. Yep. He was, was he uh, Brown or Tatum's draft class? I always forget. I think he was Tatum's. I do too. I want to say he was like, and, uh, yeah, I don't think he's better than Tatum, but I think he's a, he's a solid player. He's up there. Yeah. Good, uh, good, whatever, sophomore, third year, fourth year player, whatever they are at this point. But no, I don't know. Celtics just put this weekend behind them, get back. Hell of a weekend in DC from beginning to beginning to end over at the old cap. <laughs> um, one thing I, I took away from the game today too, because again, I pride ourselves on not deep diving into stats. I'm not a big fan of the the logo. I really ne- never noticed what it was today. Like the DC with, but the D is like the hand. Like, oh yeah, that's, that's weird, stupid, right? Yeah, it's yeah. so stupid. Um, and then Russell Westbrook, I forget, is stuck in. There's a lot of dudes just stuck in Washington, specifically Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. Um, because other thing, Russell Westbrook is still, he's like still right there at averaging a triple double this year. I think his points are a little low, alarmingly <laughs> like 19, but he's like eight and nine on um on assists and steals. Hold on, let me get this right so Leahy doesn't yell at us. One second. It's just crazy how low his shooting percentages are. It's not like, great. Impressive even for Russell Westbrook. Impressive for a volume shooter. Yeah, impressively low for volume shooter. Uh, nineteen point nine points, nine boards, nine assists. So he's right there at averaging another triple double for the season. I, I want to say that his uh, his field goal, three point, and and free throw was something like thirty, mm-hmm. and then still in the thirties, mm-hmm. and then randomly like in the high fifties or low sixties for free throw percentage. So he just like, really had a shoot this year. He airballed one today. I did see that, and Made great he internet. looked surprised. He looked downright perplexed. Yeah, at what just happened? That was great. That was phenomenal. It was probably the best part of the game. Now <laughs> I think about it. Yeah, his at least getting expression. that. At least getting that screenshot. Yeah, that was great. Um, so we got a couple other things on the docket. I don't know which one you want to go to first. We wanted to talk about, um. Since it's Valentine's Day, athletes who are not getting enough love as they should, and then love to the other extent too much. No more robberies. Everyone's best friends. Let's go that way first. I think you wanted to leave that discussion. And this kind of started, we've been hinting at this before. A lot of it, like the example we always use is Draymond and LeBron in that clutch money. And Draymond and LeBron used to dislike each other which is understandable. They played in the finals for like 10 years in a row. And now, boy, Draymond is right there, ready to go. Anytime LeBron does something good. Yeah. Cheerleader, cheerleader Draymond. Um, you, you might question like, how is this physically possible for another grown man to fit here? But usually he's swinging from in between LeBron's legs after sure every, every single tweet or public interaction. I saw the other one was uh, it was LeBron got the warning for flopping the other night. Oh, yeah, that? yeah, big flop, uh, ridiculous flop, New York flop, <laughs> LA flop. <laughs> Shout out Prez. 
yeah um yeah he got the warning and uh the video was on twitter mm-hmm. and draymond was just like man stop it braun with like an exclamation point it's like damn stop. where the fuck did this go like five years ago you guys actually hated each other but now mm-hmm. that was a great you're time signed to clutch that was a great time like those parades were great yeah draymond had the quickie shirt and then braun had the ultimate warrior shirt like that was fun like that's yeah. how it should go like you guys are competing. If you care this much about a championship, you should care that much about making sure the opponent doesn't get said championship. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, like that's that's the definition of a rivalry and like a feud, pretty much, right? Yeah. And those are just far and few between now. <laughs> Everyone's best friends. I thought the craziest part is how it started, which was that game. It was the three-one year, so two thousand sixteen. Wow, a lot of a lot of things happened. Two thousand sixteen, great year. <laughs> uh, great until year. November, then, well, we know <laughs> what happened. Then. Uh, but yeah, that was a three-one year. Yeah, and in Game Five, that was when Draymond got ejected, mm-hmm. um, and then Ejection. suspended for Game Get Six. Get him out of here! Get that <laughs> son of a bitch off the field. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he was suspended for Game Six because he kicked someone in the nuts, um, and that was also the same time where. Part of it did he was, not did he not kick LeBron? I forget. I thought it was LeBron. No, maybe it was LeBron, and it wasn't a kick in the nuts. But it was um, when LeBron was like, one of them stepped over. The Draymond other. definitely kicked someone in the nuts. Yeah, he did. But I think that he he kicked Stephen Adams earlier in the previous oh, round. Yes, I forgot which. Nuts. So whatever happened with LeBron was just uh, all right, dude. Like this is number instance number whatever. So one of them stepped over the other oh, one. That's right, LeBron that's or right, Draymond. Mm-hmm. And then what came out afterwards was LeBron was like, yeah, he called me a bitch. And I and LeBron acted like he couldn't believe that. He said, I'm a father of three. You don't call another man that on the court. And I was like, I've right, read dude. The Godfather multiple times. <laughs> this is not how you conduct business. Yeah, I'm on I'm on page five of uh, the Malcolm X autobiography. And let no me spoilers, you. but no, thanks. <laughs> so. That was when I was like, what the fuck is LeBron talking about? But mm-hmm. that was really when they started hating each other. And they legitimately yep. did hate each other. Because I remember that was also the year. Um, mm-hmm. The Halloween party. Oh, no. That was the Halloween party. But also the previous <laughs> title year of the Warriors was when Draymond and Clay were like super drunk, super drunk and high. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, you know, they were really rubbing it in versus the Cavs. Yeah. But what then, was yeah. the first year? So oh, I'm just trying to think back here. So the first year they won, that was the year before 73 and nine, right? Yeah. Where they were just good and they just beat the Cavs. Yep. Then they went 73 and nine. That was Steph's unanimous MVP year, right? Yep. And then they lost. And that was, who did the Halloween thing? Was that the Cavs mocking the Warriors or vice versa? Yes. I think it was the Cavs mocking that the Warriors. That year, right? Yep. Was that also Ultimate Warrior shirt at the parade? Or was that a different one? That had to have been that one. When was the quickie? Was that the last one when they swept them? Uh, them I want to say that the quickie was the first one. They didn't sweep them, though, did they? I I don't think any of them were sweeps, were they? The last year definitely was. Oh, it was? 2018, the last one was. It wasn't that year. So it was either the first year or the 2016, 2017. Whatever. Either way, that was an established rivalry. They did not like each other. Yeah, they hate each other. And then you threw Durant into the mix too. 
now a few years later i don't know when draymond signed with lebron's uh agent agency that's the thing it's not lebron's fucking company they're they're it's not lebron's company but it pretty much is yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah never forget what i just said he's he's friends with everyone that's signed to to i'll say this he's a very loud silent partner yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's I'm sure they play some of his pregame speeches in their uh, Monday he's morning out, huddles. He's an outspoken silent partner. <laughs> I think their sales are, pitch is, you know, we can offer a lot. We're a family here. Um, oh, did I mention LeBron's here too? <laughs> did you not see be, the LeBron poster? That'd be funny. Like a quarterly review and LeBron comes in. <clears throat> or like, Or like once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. They're like, all right, well, like we got to get everything in in, in order. Uh, make sure your your cubicle is looking nice because yeah, the big guys coming. Yeah. Oh, who, Mister Mister Clutch? No, 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 Mister James. <laughs> yeah, no, no, oh, Mister Clutch's shit. boss, LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Clutch is a weird, uh, weird organization. But so, where did you want to go with this? The other other rivalries yeah there there are some other good ones that are just between like a lot of these have the same players which just tells you that like some of these players are dickheads and that's why no one likes them the the first one that i had is just these two is the Giannis first harden one that's a good one from the all-star draft yeah and that happened because Giannis they were doing that live draft on tv Mm -hmm. on tnt and he got down to like uh, no, it, it obviously wasn't one of his last players, but he said that he needed a point no. guard and it was him drafting versus LeBron. And the right. obvious two choices were James Harden or Kemba Walker. He chose Kemba. I Great think choice. it was 2019. Celtics did too. Yeah. Great choice. Go ahead. And uh, so he chose him. And then Charles Barkley was like, oh, you didn't want the dribbler? You didn't want dribble, dribble, dribble. <laughs> and uh, Giannis is like, no, nah, I'm good. I want I, like I want a playmaker or something like that. And then later the same season was when I think Rachel Nichols was interviewing Harden. Mm-hmm. And they were probably in the MVP race together. Yep. And she asked him, you know, what what he thought about Giannis. And he was like, mm-hmm. well, like without naming any names or whatever. But uh, it it's not that much skill to be. Seven foot tall and just taking one or two dribbles and dunking on everyone like what i Mm. do is actual skill Hmm. so shots were fired and then was that uh, the year Harden won mvp because it went hard in Giannis, Giannis, right yeah i want to say it was i think it was because it wasn't two years ago was it maybe it was i don't know yeah i'm not sure but whatever it honestly doesn't matter but yeah that was that was good but it's like these are the examples we're looking at for like what rivalries in sports are now which is yeah the the only ones i have a few the only ones that like ever escalated to something physical so um no this is never physical i did have russ versus dame but russ russell westbrook just like in the playoffs hates everyone and then he does dumb shit like stare at them um he's trying to win a very important game like yeah he'll do something like concept now i want to say that one time like Dame's shoe came off on, on defense and then he threw Westbrook picked it up and threw it into like the first row. <laughs> um mm-hmm. Pat Beverly versus Russell Westbrook is a pretty good one. Because yeah, Pat Beverly's a pain in the ass. 
that started when uh, Russ was still in Oklahoma City because I remember there was a play where mm-hmm. the Thunder were about to call a timeout. They got the ball, and Westbrook just had to dribble it past half court to call for a timeout. And as he was calling for it, um, he was by the scorer's table because they just want to get – they're close to the bench usually. Yeah. Beverly basically checked him into the scorer's table, and it fucked up Westbrook's knee for the rest of that postseason. And ever oh. since then – they had a back and forth. Yep. And then I remember, uh, I'm sure you've seen this clip, but um, it was when Westbrook played for the Rockets last year. Mm-hmm. They were <laughs> Rockets played the Clippers. And afterwards, I think James Harden had had 46 and mm-hmm. Beverly was guarding Westbrook and Harden most of the game. And uh, <laughs> Westbrook, I think he was unprovoked, said something like, yeah, you know, like uh, Pat Beverly trick y'all, man. Like he, he just out there running around, doing nothing. <laughs> He's like, yeah, let me look at the box score. Yeah. Hey, all, all that talk. And uh, you got 46 mm. put on him. So, yeah. And yeah, everyone Fair. hates more than Fair. Pat Beverly. Yeah, Pat Beverly is the worst. Steph doesn't uh-huh. like him. Nice. Nah, he definitely doesn't like him. Who I listed here. Nah, he's the worst. He talks a lot, runs around. Just like you just described. He talks a lot and he runs around. <laughs> and he plays that kind of defense, like hustle defense. But how efficient is it if you get killed? Like, what are you going to do? The the one that I listed here, PG versus Dame, that mm. was kind of funny because that went to Instagram. I don't yep. remember the exact comments, but they basically faced <laughs> oh. each other. Um, Go ahead. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They faced each other in that series. Well, in Dame walked him off in the playoffs yeah. before, which is all-time great moment. Yeah. Um, and, and then the it came winner from like 40 feet. That was so good. That was a great that. I think I said this on Twitter before. It's like every now and then I'll see a clip that makes me realize like how different it is with and without fans. And that was a big one. Mm-hmm. That was when he was like on the scorers table and they got that classic photo, but still <laughs> like any play like that is great, but that carried over to the bubble last year. Is that what you're referring to? Like when the blazers didn't make the playoffs PG uh, PG said something. And when the Clippers got knocked out, it was like Dame, McCollum, like they were all on Twitter, like roasting these guys. <laughs> that was I, great. Yeah. I think one of the things that I'm remembering specifically is when someone posted a, the the shot of Dame and yep. then PG went on. Uh, went, that's a bad shot. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah that's not a fuck good off. shot to take. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, well that worked out well. Went in. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. CP3 um, Rondo. What did they do? I don't remember so that. that's a good one for the Celtics because I I remember even um, oh yeah they actually CP3 got in a fight on the Hornets right yeah. well yeah so there's oh that. I'm thinking of that fight the when he was on the Rockets yeah so it's a long standing feud like back when they were mm. back when Rondo was on Celtics and and uh, Chris Paul oh, was boy. on the Hornets yeah. I remember there was one game in like 2009 2010 where mm-hmm. they were walking off the court and they just kind of got into it after yeah the game. yeah yeah and at that point. I, I want to say that part of that may have had to do with Chris Paul was probably involved in some trade rumors with Rondo because those mm. years Rondo and Ray Allen were just mentioned every year. <laughs> yep. And I As think was Chris Paul, Chris Paul yeah. was on the trade block most of his career. Yeah. And I think that um, maybe it kind of like boiled over from that a little bit. And Rondo was just trying to prove who was better. But then, yeah, years later, 2018, um, LeBron's first season with the Lakers, 
Rondo's on the Lakers, Chris Paul's on the Rockets, and something happened on a fast break um, that wasn't between the two of them. I want to say it was between like Brandon Ingram and James Harden. But either way, it ended up being like a big scuffle and <laughs> Rondo actually got in like two good punches on CP3. Yeah, Rondo would actually fight or yeah. he'd want to fight. Yeah, he Chris Paul I can't see wanting to fight. No. If if he did, like, oh my god, he he would be nah. such a bitch like yeah. yeah. Um, he he's the guy who's very quick to jump in and break a fight if he knows a fight's not going to actually happen. Yeah. But no, nah, he would not want to get involved in a fight. Rondo, I don't think we give a fuck. Rondo has very long arms too. He could yes. like out punch a lot of. <laughs> I think Chris Paul has relatively short arms. I think um, so. So he tail looks... the tape would say he's kind of a stonky little point guard. He has yeah, yeah he's very. Uh... He's very stonky. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Robin Hood Paul. He's. Uh... I'll say this: I think Carlton or. Um, Alfonso Ribeiro is the perfect guy to have playing those State Farm commercials. He looks like Carlton. Like oh, yeah. Carlton wasn't a little shrimp. Like he was short, but he was like a stonky little guy. Yeah. Same Great proportions. Very, very proportionate to each other. Like if they were going to do a Fresh Prince reboot and Chris Paul wants to dip his, dip, dip his pen in acting, I'd cast him. Yeah. Consider it. Chris from State Farm. Yeah. But you had some more... Um, you, you did have some examples of some recent rivalries, maybe some more off the, you know, I, I not did. the norm. Yeah. Enlighten us. Ben Simmons is a, a great point guard. He's Six pretty nine, good. Can see the floor, plays great defense. I guess he called himself the best defender in the NBA yesterday. I heard that. Devin Booker had something to say about it. Oh boy. And, and I do like Ben Simmons, aside from him being a sixer, but he's got a great rivalry. Sure does. Timeless. Yes. And I don't think this will ever end. And it happens in every game, which is like the sign of the best rivalry. Yep. Um, he's got a huge rivalry with the rim. Oh, boy, do they hate each other. Yeah. Those guys don't want to meet. That's a loud rivalry. Especially when Ben is, you know, sending that text outside of five to six feet away. <laughs> oh, yeah. They aren't meeting up anytime soon. From yeah, I was three, gonna say he doesn't even make the call from three. Mm-hmm. Not even worth it. Sorry. Next those are those are two um those are two people or whatever that have no issues social distancing. Further the better. <laughs> that was one. Brad Stevens. Mm. You, you would think what kind of coach has a rivalry? What kind of coach in 2021 has a rivalry? I can't think of one for the you last yeah, you would say that. Uh, he does have a rivalry, uh-huh. and that's with <laughs> that's with managing star talent. Oh boy, <laughs> not one in the same. Those two do not see eye to eye. Nope, never Kyrie. happened. Never will. It's not even star talent anymore. I just don't think he likes coaching employed NBA players <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Anyone who averages more than like 14 points a game, I think Brad's like... Sit your ass down. Yeah, you're getting a little too uh, peppy over there. Semi, fucking sling it. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, boy, I don't know. Yeah. Not a good. Show them what we've been working on in practice, Taco. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Taco, you warm? You're in. (laughs) 
Coach, it's three minutes in the first quarter. Did I stutter? You're in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Boy, not a good weekend for big, big game, Brad. Big shot, Brad. Uh, to a lesser extent, another Celtic, Daniel Tice. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and again, a, a role player. Who, who could he possibly have a meaningful rivalry? Role with? player who happens to start, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I forget that. <laughs> He's got a rivalry with the zebras, the men with the whistles. I was going to say, you sure you surely can't mean the zoo animals. Hmm. We know Germany is known for their zoos (laughs) (laughs) and their love for animals. But yeah, the the refs, nah, he ain't never going to happen. He he just needs to figure out that like, I don't know. He's not Hakeem. The complaining complaining isn't going to work, even if it's legit. So just. Shut what if mouth. the complaining is in German and it's just a language barrier? Mm. Did your ignorant little ass ever think about that? <laughs> God. That's possible. Soapy, these colors don't run pre-app. You ever think there's <laughs> language outside of English? Good. You're, you're right. I've uh, got to unnarrow my mind. Yeah. Daniel, I'm sorry. I have no idea what you're saying. Can we just run it back, please? <laughs> I've, I've been giving you a three-second warning for the last two and a half minutes. Can you get out of the paint, Daniel, please? Abla out of the paint. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you, you set so. that pick at the free-throw line, and you ended up moving the guy to the three-point line. I have to call something. Daniel, I have to blow my whistle. I'm going to lose my job. <laughs> you, you know what? You realize Brad, these games are televised, right? Like, I... Yeah. People will Brad, see Doc, th- this timeout's on me. I, I'm calling one. Official timeout. Dan... Let's let's talk. <laughs> Danny, my office. Yeah, I don't know. He, he's. And again, this is becoming more and more normal for players to not get a call and then just look absolutely flabbergasted. But it's every time with Daniel Tice. Yeah, I, I agree. That's a good one. That's a good one. The only other one I had was um, is a more up and coming one, but it's becoming a trend. It's pretty much Shaquille O'Neal and every other player who's not Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, who who was drafted post two thousand? Like, does yes. he like anybody in the NBA? Like, is anyone good enough for sure? <laughs> I think Why he not? only likes Shaq, um, Kobe. Well, yes, but uh, what I meant to say was I think he only likes Steph and LeBron. So basically, the two guys who have you have won to be th- most th- of the th- last ten titles. Yeah. Ugh, you have sub three rings. <laughs> I'm calling you out, and I wanted you to hear this. I'm glad you're on the call donovan i wanted you to hear this yeah step your shit up i'm just making you better first place in the west not good enough big fella come on <laughs> all right okay <laughs> those, those are great reactions i think like christian wood was a good one donovan mitchell was obviously great versus like donovan oh my god that christian i called wood. you out i wanted you to hear this uh i told you to step it up and i'm glad you heard it uh-huh okay <laughs> like, what do you want to say yeah, you're right, Shaq. Like, I'm a bitch. I suck. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Christian is good. Nah, it's casuals. You're casual. Next. <laughs> yeah, Shaq was like, yeah, to be honest, man, uh, I-, I wasn't really familiar with you or I'd never heard of you. And Christian was like, oh, really? Yeah. Thanks. Right, casual. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for having me on your show. This is great. <laughs> Boy, what I would give to get home and like FaceTime my wife and kids. But no, seriously, I'm glad to be here. Next question. <laughs> 
<laughs> I had a similar like, one. Come on, guys. God, good. The only other one I had was uh, another Celtics one. It's recently retired Celtics players not oh, no. making comments that are just subtle and not hot takey, a.k.a. Kendrick Perkins and Paul Pierce. Yeah, Pier- I think um... Pierce, maybe they told him to scale it down or something. And really, he only had two big ones, but they were big, which was when he said that he had a better... He said that he had a better career than D Wade and everyone was like, oh, Paul Pierce said that he's better than D Wade. And then yeah. the second one was that he had uh, he listed his top five of all time and didn't put LeBron in there. That one I remember that that one's unexcusable. Yeah. Um, the D Wade, though, one I don't know. I mean, do you think they're that far off as far as their careers go? I'd probably give the edge to Dwayne Wade, but yeah, it's like Paul Pierce isn't a bum. Yeah, I think if you're asking me what the but again, again, is, this is coming from Paul Pierce, so it's yeah. a little different when it's one of the person involved. But go ahead. I think it's just a matter of fact versus perception. Which, what is the perception? Yeah, I know yeah. the perception is that D Wade is much better, but what's the fact? I don't think it's as far as apart as people would like to say. So, no, so I mean I think you. I think Dwayne. <clears throat> you're saying Dwayne Wade's a better player than Paul Pierce had yeah. a better career. Yeah, me too. But um, I don't know. Take away, take away playing with LeBron. It's one ring to one ring, yeah. and then everything else. I don't know. I, I think it was an interesting. It was it was also an interesting conversation because it's like that was the first time I heard those two really compared to each other. Not yeah. that it's a bad comparison. It's not, but it's it's just weird for one of the parties involved to be making the comparison <laughs> or like making the argument one way or the other. I don't know. And then Perk is just at this point, I used to think Perk was kind of out there. I just think he's pretty funny at this point. I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He jumps on Twitter, says, says a hot take, carry on, dot, dot, dot. And then it's pretty, it's actually <laughs> carry pretty. the hell on. Yeah. But that's like Nat, like national perk. There's national perk and then there's local perk. Yeah. Like local perk, I like because they'll jump off on the Celtics game. And if they lose, he'll shit on them. If they win, he'll praise them. But national perk is like, I can't keep up with who he likes and who he doesn't like. I don't know. It's a people pleaser. Or yeah, he'll just say something weird. a little ridiculous. And then I think he thinks if he can just say carry on at the end, it's like, it just washes out what he says. Like, yeah, that's like saying no offense to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Carry on. Nah, son, son's Knicks in the finals. Carry on. But you're not ready for that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, let's, I would let's say end. that, uh, yeah, per- Perk is more entertaining. I think Pierce has scaled it back a little bit. And Pierce, I, I would call, some would call, a very mm-hmm. underappreciated athlete of all time. Sure would. Yeah, that's a good one. I think um, that's a good transition. I think that, that was the other thing we want to talk on today. I've heard this before. It's like there's underappreciated and there's underrated. Everything I've found online is more along the lines of like underrated athletes, which is fine. There's plenty of underrated athletes. But to keep this somewhat brief, I just think there's guys that – I consider like underappreciated. Um, I wrote down a few. I'll start here. Let's since we transition from basketball, let's stay there. And I think this goes to say how good this person is. I hate to say it. I still think Steph Curry is an underappreciated NBA player. And he has three rings, a unanimous MVP, another MVP. I think you can argue he, his, style changed the landscape of basketball 
And I just feel like I don't think he's really talked about the way he should as far. Because I think when you get to a certain point in your career, you can be talked about as an all-time great, like LeBron, like I don't know who else is there right now, KD, Steph. Uh, Who am I missing? That's probably pretty much it, right? Yeah. Kawhi's not there yet. Um, Semi's not there yet. Mm. Yet. Yet. Uh, Maybe Westbrook, I guess. Oh, Chris Paul, I guess, is there now. Westbrook, I guess, is there now. Mellow, unfortunately. (laughs) Mellow, I just remembered, is still in the league, so he's technically there. Um, If Adam later comes back... um, yeah, that will I don't know. Make him there, but I I think Steph. I I mean I think. Do you think Steph is like a top ten player of all time? Yeah, I do. I do too, but like that, I don't really think that's very talked about. I I think it's 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 very heavy LeBron, um, and then now it's like I think people are so recency biased. Like the big narrative is guys like well yes LeBron, but like you know Kawhi, Giannis, Harden. Durant, I think Durant, you could argue, is a top 10 player of all time as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think he's like done that. a lot for the game. That's another one that I don't know if this was trending on Twitter or something, but it was who brought was it Magic Johnson who brought this up? Someone. It was like most influential players of all time. And I think Steph has to be there. Yep. Not Steph, then just the Warriors in general, but maybe, maybe look a little closer to the, the best player on the Warriors, which is Steph. Like the, the, the game of basketball is different now than it was prior to 2015 or 14 yeah. whatever the Warriors started winning titles like and not because of Zaza Pachulia on the Warriors just to clarify I don't know some would argue sticking your foot under a shooter when they go up is good defense that may have changed the course of history I don't think the course the Spurs of are gonna win that but like no nah. they had the best chance but yeah anyways. I think Steph's up there um there are two players I wanted to bring up for one of our one of our valued customers and listeners is stats. Oh boy. One is Tim Duncan. <laughs> I think Tim Duncan is I think he's regarded as a great one of the greatest players of all time, but it doesn't and we've talked I know you and I have talked and this person we're referring to has talked about this before. Tim Duncan isn't you like it doesn't make any sense to you actually look at his uh, this little mom and pop up and coming website, basketballreference.com. If you look at his oh, basketballreference.com. Do they have all- a GoFundMe, by the way, that we can donate to? No, they're just all grassroots. Wow. He's in the Hall of Fame. Not bad. He was a 15-time All-Star. Five, let me start here. Five rings, rookie of the year, two-time MVP, 15 All-NBA. Not 15-time All-Star, 15 All-NBA. that's ridiculous dude 15 time all defensive team he was an all-star mvp three of his five rings he was the finals mvp he was the rookie of the year he was also one of the very rare players who spent his entire career with one team the san antonio spurs i don't think that's ever going to happen again 15 all nba teams and (laughs) 15 all defensive teams and he has five rings. He, he has one less ring than Michael Jordan. And if it wasn't for a potentially one in a lifetime Ray Allen shot, he could have as many rings as Michael Jordan. And people, when they think Tim Duncan, they think boring fundamentals, 
and he wore pretty baggy clothes. Baggy clothes. <laughs> baggy clothes. He's he is without a shadow of a doubt one of the most decorated players in NBA history. Oh, and he played during one of the better eras of basketball of all time. He played in the late 90s through the mid 2000s. So he played Mike, he played LeBron, he played Kobe, he played Shaq, played the Pistons, uh, played the Heatles, and towards the end of the career ran into the Warriors. That that's I don't know what else to say about this guy. And I'm also pretty sure I'd have to double check. This, I'm pretty sure that he didn't start playing basketball until high school because he was a swimmer. Yeah. He has a weird from story like that. He's from being the born Island. in like the St. John or St. Thomas Virgin islands. St. So like he and he's a silent partner in LaCroix flavored water. <laughs> like what else does he need this guy to do? <laughs> oh man. I would love for him to have had that six championship because Number one, that gives LeBron one less. <clears throat> yep. So LeBron would be at three. And Very then it ball. also makes the conversation. LeBron has three. Yep. Yeah, it would good make ball. that conversation of not who's better between Duncan and Jordan, but it, then people would be like, well, now he's also, LeBron is also chasing Tim Duncan. Yeah, but when have you ever heard that talked about? LeBron is chasing Tim Duncan. Yeah, that's fair. It is he still is five to Tim four. <laughs> yeah, he is chasing Tim Duncan. Uh, like that you've never you've never heard Duncan MJ Duncan LeBron Duncan Shaq he's just that guy who quietly very quietly dominated the 2000s he was the best player he was the best player on the best dynasty for multiple decades he also I'm curious how they list him when they did the all NBA thing but he -hmm. played in such a good big man era oh my god like so saying, for him like to Shaq, win that every time, every time, 15 times there, how many years did he play in the NBA? He played, let's say like 19. Uh, let me see. 97 to 2015, 18 years. Yep. And then I think you could probably argue his last three years, he was just kind of there during his, his, Playing years, he was an all NBA player every every season. He didn't have a year off. Yeah. Uh, how many MVPs? Just two. Just two. Where was MVP years? Yeah, he made an all star his rookie year, missed it his sophomore year, and then was an all star and an all M- all NBA from '99 to 2013. <laughs> Not the worst I've ever seen. And he, he routinely, his position, I noticed, changed from power forward to center in 06. I guess that's fair, but, I mean, I, I consider him a power forward his whole career. I mean. Yeah, because people always rank him as, time. like, the greatest power forward of probably all time. Probably the best time. power what forward of all time. Yeah. I don't, like, how do you. He, he's one of the players where it's, like, the opposite of kind of, like, how we base this show. We talk a lot about, like, not looking, diving into the numbers. Like, what do we see on the court? No, this guy's the opposite. Like this guy looked like a, you know, just your average guy in the court, but he just put up numbers always, all the time. And he was the number one overall pick. Without Celtics. But what are you going to do? Because I think you have it there. Can I try to guess his career averages? Sure. I got him right here, buddy. I'm going to say 23, 12, and two and a half. So this is where like his last year has kind of hurt him. His technical career averages are 19, uh, 19 and 11. Okay. But, but 
His last year, he averages he averaged eight points a game, 13, 15. During his prime, he was no less than 22 and uh, definitely 10, but more like he had one year at 10.6. Everything else was closer to 11.3 and up. He, yeah. he like he was twenty and he was twenty and ten consistently. That that's not common. It was like yeah, the most him, consistent KG double, and double. Shaq. I think were like twenty and ten guys for the yep. like routinely. Um, and though again, he was competing with all those guys at the same time. <laughs> so yeah, I'd say him. And then what else did I have for basketball? I don't want to dive in too deep here because I it was a guy neither of I watched, neither you and I watched. But I feel like just due to his last name, this guy's incredibly slept on. But Moses Malone is far <laughs> better than Carl Malone. But everyone knows Carl Malone. Yeah. And then I put this one in here for our, our producer. I think Dirk Nowitzki is a little underappreciated too. I've said it before. I think yeah. he's been a consistently very good player. In the three of us would know better than most people. Had a very impressive finals run. <laughs> <laughs> 2011 we were there uh, firsthand yeah. and then the last one i did have a late late edition um <laughs> loosely based on what we talked about today i think russell westbrook is underappreciated if you look at regular season stats i think if it wasn't for somehow triple doubles got normalized due to russell westbrook <laughs> over the past like five or six years but i've said this before on the show let me pull up his now. he's another stats guy I think he averaged a triple double three years in a row. He did. I don't want to speak for you, but I've never done that. <laughs> and I consider myself a top tier basketball player. I haven't done it, but it, it's also because I haven't really wanted to. It's weird because if you look at basketball reference, they bold your stats if you led the league that year. Casually during that run, led the league in scoring twice and led <laughs> the league in assists twice. Uh, one of which was his last year in OKC. It's only three years ago. And even his year in Houston last year, 27 points, seven assists, eight boards. Like That's basically, he, that's he, LeBron's career line right there. So that's not gonna, pretty good. He's not going to get a ring, but he's been to a finals. He's been to two, conf- no, just one conference finals, right? With OKC. Yeah, that before, they blew the three one lead. Yep. Um. So it's not like he's he's not like Carmelo who or Chris Paul who's just not playing in the playoffs. Like he he's there. Uh, I think he's going to go down as one of the best point guards of all time. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> selfish. It's and very I, impressive. I, I get it. He's a stat patter, but it's different than. I don't know. Like, I think I, I remember specific, and again, I've watched a lot more Rondo than Westbrook. Ron, Ron, there were games where Rondo was padding his stats when he would pass up wide open layups to, to, to throw it behind his back <laughs> to fucking, I don't know, Luke Herringody at the three point line to take a <laughs> shot because he had nine assists with two minutes left. Westbrook will dog you to get a rebound. Like, he will box out, like, I don't know, Dwight Howard to get a rebound <laughs> if he needs it. Yeah, and then kill you if you decide to get the rebound instead of letting him get it. Didn't like that. <laughs> Didn't like that at all. Similar to like when Kobe would see someone else shoot. Just in general. Yeah. Didn't like that at all. 
<laughs> not a fan. He, he would call a timeout and then push Phil to the side and say, we're talking. Extrapolate that to uh, the rest of his captain now. <laughs> Put that out to like the rest of um, Kobe's life when he's not yeah. like at a, playing an actual Lakers game. Imagine oh, him yeah. just driving through L.A. and he sees a playground game and, and just sees the sight of seeing someone else shoot. <laughs> Check ball. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so what's going on here? Did you have any others from from basketball that stood out to you? Um, Pierce was really my only one. I, yeah, Pierce. Think, Pierce is a good one. I think. I, I just hope that's not too much of a homer take. I don't really know what the general consensus on Paul Pierce is. He was just thinking that Garnett he rode reason. KG's coattails to the one title that he got. Case? You think that's how it goes? I think. I think people do respect that he was a good player. <laughs> I think. I think the biggest thing. Do you have that, KG over Pierce like comfortably all time? Who's a better player, or who do I like more? Better. Oh, KG is definitely better. I like Pierce more. But here's right. what I was going to say that I think. But, but you, you, no... you see 08 as like Pierce bringing in players to get him a championship? Because I, no, I, I always thought Danny Pierce was the that. leader on that 08. Well, you know what I mean? Like I still, like you think Kevin Garnett was by far the best player on that Celtics team? Um, on the title run? Yeah, I think Garnett's so just because of defense. Of yeah, okay. I think he's a better. I think he's had a better career, better player. But I don't. I don't. I don't see it as like a, riding a coattails thing. I thought in the final. I think. I think Pierce was the clear leader and captain of that team in the finals. Well, so this in is the, the argument that I see all the time: is that anytime someone praises Pierce, they'll be like, "All right, well, put in X." Like, let's say it's Mello is usually the guy he he gets compared to a lot. They'll be That's like, fair. "Okay, put Mello on that 08 team, and they probably would have won multiple titles." And it's like, all right. I don't believe that. Because, I don't think that either, actually. I but a lot of people do say that. And hmm. whatever. I think they just look at the numbers. But I was going to say, before Garnett got there, Pierce is putting up crazy numbers. And mm-hmm. I don't think outside, outside of New England, people appreciate how clutch he was. Oh, hell like, yeah. That fucking free throw jumper, mm-hmm. free throw line extended, was automatic. Yep. And I, yep. I always think that... After Kobe, you could say that Pierce was the most clutch for like a 10-year stretch. Definitely. And then they went, when did they go to the conference finals against the Nets? That was oh, two. Oh, that long ago? Damn. Yeah. That was like the Tuan Kenny Anderson years. Yep. Chibs. <laughs> wow. So I guess there were some dark days between then and then. That's fair. But yeah, I don't know. That I I, I guess I could consider Pierce. I, like I said, it's tough with Celtics because I don't know how they're perceived nationally. Um, like to me, like Pierce is like a Mount Rushmore type of player, but that's just because I'm like a, I'm a Celtics fan. KG, not so much because I knew KG before coming in. Same with like Ray Allen and all those guys. Carmelo is actually a pretty good comparison. But again, like I said about Russell Westbrook, it's tough to judge guys like Carmelo who have no playoff memories. Yeah. T-Mac's the same way. You know what I yep. mean? T-Mac might be the best player out of all of them, but what are we basing this on? What's the what's the benefit of being a great basketball player if it doesn't like correlate to anything? Then That's another guy, another guy until like recent memory where he just, it was like, dude, you you should retire is Vince Carter. I think yeah. people will yeah. put, a, 
would have put him in that conversation. But then eventually, like, because he was playing so long, it's like, all right, now you're just putting up six points a game for the last six seasons. Yeah, that's actually a good one to look up. I bet his career numbers suck. Uh, and again, he never really was a numbers guy, I don't think. Um, no, nah, he would he would put up points, uh, but everything else is pretty average. Eight-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA. He all never got further team. than the conference finals no nah, you don't like with who like toronto no orlando then, <laughs> against yeah. the celtics oh yeah and then when he went to new jersey that was after like the the finals run new jersey team right yep nah. god i will say though uh i saw this on youtube recently those were some six it, like it was um early 2000s like raptors sixers series oh. or then like raptors uh maybe it was the magic i don't know was he was he playing against T-Mac when he was still in Toronto? Must have been for a little bit, right? Yeah, you I mean... Think prime, I think prime T-Mac was when he was moving over to New Jersey. Uh, no, Vince Vince was still in Toronto still that for early? some of that. Yeah. The, the, the specifically, the Sixers-Raptors series was unreal. Just seeing those two guys play to like six or seven games was crazy. But yeah, dude, look at this shit. Like, this says it all. Just looking at like the different jerseys he has on his thing. It's crazy. It's like, and I love Vince Carter is my favorite player in the NBA of all time, but it's just crazy. Way too those much. Are, those are definitely some of the best like nostalgic moments is his God, highlights. Been all over the place. Nets, Magic, Suns. Yep. When you're in the Suns. Grizzlies. Dallas, Grizzlies, Kings. <laughs> and then a couple years with Atlanta. So his career totals. 16 points, 4.3 rebounds, 3.1 assists. That's not Hall of Fame numbers, not even close. No. But if you look at his peak, yeah, even his peak. He averaged 27 once, right? 27.6 was his highest. He's only hit 27 twice. But he was routinely 25, 27, 24, 22, 24. Yeah, he would score. Um, But he was a highlight player, and he was very good at that. Also, uh, now it doesn't matter as much for like present day players, but I remember being like so annoyed that eventually he just went from the highlight guy, and this is while he was with New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, actually, it even started in Toronto. He went from the highlight guy and driving to he was just like a big time volume three point shooter. Yeah, that's like, damn. That's definitely New Jersey. Yep, and he was always excuse me, that was a good shooter. But you're right, he he. Less dunking, more shooting towards yeah. like the middle end of his career. Always the been only, our motto. Yeah. The only one I put down for baseball, just because I saw this on a number of lists online, I never really thought about it till I actually looked into it. And this is similar to the Steph Curry argument. Um, oh, I know where this is going, Griffey. I think. And I, and I don't know. Oh, okay. What that were you going to say? I, guess. What? I thought you were going to say Jeter. No, but I know what you mean. Um I know what you mean. And I think Griffey is much better than Jeter, but Jeter is just very decorated. He's yeah. a Yankee. He's again, I think it does. It does help your case when you have that argument that you were like uh, one place the whole time, you know, yeah. you are like Jeter's a Yankee. Duncan's a spur. Um, whoever else Griffey, obviously not, but yeah, Jeter, I, know, I definitely know what you mean with Jeter. I don't think he's overrated. Um, I think his career is summed up on a lot, uh, like, a handful of memorable plays and then just consistently like getting hits. Like, you know what I mean? Like he would consistently hit a lot, which I guess you could argue is good, 
but he would just also annoying that he would just like slap it over the second baseman all the time. He was a very, he's probably the him and Ichiro are the best singles hitters I've ever seen. Yeah, they were a guaranteed single. Um, but Jeter, Jeter defensively was fun to watch, and he also played in what I think was one of the funnest eras in sports in general with just him, A Rod, and Nomar playing shortstop. Mm-hmm. That was so fun to watch on it, like it, those routines, and David Eckstein. <laughs> The uh, silent, actually, and Miguel Tejada, fourth place. Yeah, he, he was obviously was the those, next tier. It was those three locally, like just those routine, like reach over stops, literally with a foot in the outfield, and then just the throw to first. Yeah, like those were so fun. But yeah, Juju is very good. But Griffey, it's like, like I said, very similar to Steph. I think Griffey has looked at one of the greatest players of all time, Hall of Famer, whatever. But I, like people were saying, he's still overshadowed. We talked about this on an episode before. By like the steroid guys. Yeah. He played with McGuire, Sosa, Bonds, all that stuff. And in that 30 for 30 we talked about before with the home run race in 98, Griffey was right there up until like June or July. And then they either upped their dosage or something. <laughs> like they just started those other two just started hitting. We gotta home get runs more. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try one in each cheek this time. <laughs> This I have Griffey a theory, kid I think. is catching up. Good. This is just me kind of spitballing. I wonder if part of the reason that Griffey isn't as appreciated as we would like is because maybe some people that take away from him are like, mm-hmm. yeah, he was very good, but maybe you guys are thinking too much of also how cool he was to the average fan. I, I guess. So I wonder if but, that's part nah. of it, kind of like the Steph thing. No, nah, like... No, and I don't agree with that, but I think no, I, I, think I know what, what you mean. I think it's fair. Say. He's easily the coolest one, obviously. Yeah, uh, number one, he's black. Number two, the backwards <laughs> hat. Number three, the earring. Um, yep. He had the awesome looking swing. Yep. He, I thought, he I think the uniforms are pretty good. cool. He was a very cool outfielder. He made a lot of cool plays. He Did made he a lot of highlight six thirty? I think six hundred thirty home runs. Not something not like bad that. At yeah. six thirty. He batted six thirty one year. <laughs> No, I bet it's 6.30. Um, it's it's so weird. It's one of the best stats in baseball. He batted 1,000 up until September and then went hitless in September and finished the year at 6.30. And no one, again, no one talks about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I think Oh, yeah, very... he was in that. Uh, yeah, he was in that special. I forgot. The McGuire and Sosa documentary. Yeah, I'm actually being you. serious. Yeah, me too. He was right there until like June or July. Yeah. And something happened. <laughs> Guys, can go we check the needles? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> political show, but a bunch of home runs came in overnight. No one could explain that. Were they, are you saying they're fraudulent? All these mail-in home runs. <laughs> are, these, <laughs> are these home runs being hit by dead guys? <laughs> uh, buddy, two home runs in one game. Dead players? I don't know. <laughs> Ironically enough, playing... Against the Atlanta Braves and uh, at the Washington Nationals, I don't know. Last one I'll end here, and I didn't. I didn't even think about this side of the argument till now, but there seems to be a trend here. There's another guy played his whole career one place, going into going into a little pigskin. There's plenty in football. The one that's always stood out to me is Larry Fitzgerald. Um, I think Larry Fitzgerald is extremely underappreciated. 
Looking at his stats and like the actual numbers, I don't know if they're there. Uh, 11 time pro bowler only made all pro once, which is bonkers to me. What? But I guess if you break it down, this is on pro football reference. Let me, I got fucked by pro football reference one time before too, with Philip rivers. <laughs> Long story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the numbers, they, they weren't accurate. That, that cannot be right. So I'm going to Wikipedia. Hold on. Mm. Your favorite source's favorite See, source. Wikipedia says two-time first-team All-Pro. Fuck this. I've written on the same bullshit talking about Philip Rivers. Pro Football Reference had him at... I'm going with Wikipedia before someone just hops on and actually tells me the correct answer. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. 11-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro first team, two-time All-Pro second team, led the league in catches twice, led the league in touchdowns twice. He's on the 100th anniversary all-time team. He won the Art Rooney Award. I don't even know what that means. I don't really even know what that is anymore. Walter Payton Award, NFL 2010's All-Decade Team. Here's a big one. Was runner-up for the Heisman at Pittsburgh as a wide receiver. That'll never happen again. Uh, bu- 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 unless I came from Alabama and won it this year, which you probably did. Uh, Big East offensive player of the year has his number retired in college, but like Larry Fitzgerald has just always routinely been incredibly good, and he's been on some terrible teams with some terrible quarterbacks that somehow made it to they made it to a Super Bowl with Kurt Warner 2.0. Kurt Warner's actually 3.0. So he went to the Giants and then he went to the Cardinals. And here's the clip I wanted to mention as far as stats go. Stats are great throughout his career. You know, a thousand yards, most of his career, hundred catches, whatever. If you go to his playoff games, so he's been to the playoffs one, two, three, four times, four years. Playoffs? Yeah, very same. 2008 was the playoffs against Pittsburgh. Um, which I've said multiple times is one of the best Super Bowls of all time. But that 2008 year against the Steelers, let me just run through these game logs real quick. I'm going to go from, and they were a wild card team, so we played four of them. Games one through four. Game one, six catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Next game, eight catches, 166 yards, and a touchdown. Next Light. Game, <laughs> light work. Nine catches, 152 yards, and three touchdowns in a six-point win over the Eagles. Super Bowl Sunday, seven catches, 127 yards, and two touchdowns, and had maybe two of the bigger Super Bowl plays of all time, where he would literally just catch slants from Kurt Warner and run like 80 yards into the end zone. (laughs) And if it wasn't for – who the hell was it on the Steelers who made that catch? Santonio Holmes. Holmes making one of the greatest Super Bowl plays of all San time. Santonio Mahomes. My goodness. Could have had a ring. So that was that one year. Uh, next year, 2009, I think it was still Kurt Warner. Might have been Carson Palmer. Not that it makes a difference. Won a crazy wild card weekend game against the Packers, um, 51 to 45. He had six catches, 182 yards, and two touchdowns. And then came back the next game with a modest six catches, 77 yards, and zero touchdowns in a loss against the Rams. Uh, what do we got here? And then he fell off a little bit until last year. No, I'm sorry, 2015. Last year he was in the playoffs. Again, Green Bay. These guys fucking kill Green Bay. 
eight catches, 176 yards and a touchdown against the Packers in 15. Either way, in the playoffs, 942 uh, yards, 57 catches, 10 touchdowns in the playoffs. And he's still playing to this day, believe it or not. And he's still a productive player to this day. Finally has a decent quarterback, and he's probably too old to play for much longer. Um, but again, you never really hear him talked about. He's just there. It's Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> but it's just timing. Like he's He played in the same era as Randy Moss, T.O., Calvin Johnson. I wanted you know, to confirm that this else. player that I'm thinking of, like – played a significant amount of time with him and he did start uh while playing for the cardinals Derek quarterback anderson. yeah <laughs> bro he had some shit yeah Derek anderson carson palmer kurt warner uh who else he had some other years where it's just like this is not the look um but yeah larry fitzgerald very slept on give this man give this man some credit the other one that i didn't really think about nor care about that, I, but I see it come up on every time I Google like underrated players in the NFL is Marvin Harrison. Everyone writes about him. He's great. He's fine. He had fucking Peyton Manning throwing to him his entire career. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's probably one of the big differences between Larry Fitzgerald and Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Played in the dome his whole career. Um, he also was uh, opposite Reggie Wayne, his whole career or a big part of his career. I think Larry Fitzgerald was opposite um, most recently, Christian Kirk and uh, John Brown. I don't know who else was there. Oh, and a washed-up Anquan Bolden, I think. Yeah, I was going to say that was the one notable guy. So, I don't know. Maybe that's an argument worth noting. Who knows? Call me crazy. Um, but, yeah, that's that. Pretty good episode. Talked about a little dating, a little romance, a little rivalries, Celtic stink. Brad Stevens has been on the hot seat for three years, so who knows? And uh, I think we hey, he's a good guy. So I mean, great why? guy, G. Willikers. Um, why and question appreciate Larry Fitzgerald while he's here? Anything else before we sign off? No, I I think that's it. Uh, okay. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.